gentlemen, welcome to the Park Ansari Experience. Be sure to fasten your seatbelts and keep your hands inside the ride at all times. Are you ready? Because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yes, here we are. It's the Tarek Ansari Show. I am actually Tarek Ansari, not somebody else because it would make more sense if I was me. Big show coming up tonight. A lot to talk about today. The Boulder shooting on Monday, tragic and terrible. We'll dive into witnesses' accounts from it and why... And why is Ted Cruz apparently <laughs> in the wake of this shooting so against the ban of AR-15s, which are basically the gun of choice for the last, I don't know, all mass shootings? The hypocrisy there is incredible. We'll get into that. Also, Joe Biden had a press conference on Thursday, his first press conference to the media. All the previous ones had been by Harris or Prasaki. It went, eh. Not great. Could have been better. Okay, it didn't go well. All right, we'll get into that. Joe Rogan, on the verge of being canceled. How could it be? Joe Rogan, the king of podcasting, Spotify's baby, is made some transphobic comments as of late. Also, a new segment called Face to Face with Shane Peterson coming up. It's exciting. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a big show, a great show. And we thank you so much for listening. Anyway, let's get started with our stories for this Friday. <laughs> sad story uh, out of Boulder where a supermarket in the city was shot up by a man by the name of Ahmad Al-Alouhi Al-Isa, if I'm mispronouncing that. I would say I apologize, but I don't think I really need to apologize to this guy for anything because uh, 10 people are dead, including one local on-duty police officer. So, uh, you know, I don't really care about pronunciation, pronunciation of his name at this point. Uh, this was really bad and it the thing that made this different from some previous shootings is that this one was actually caught somewhat on video uh this one man according to this abc news report was just going in for some groceries and actually pulled out his phone when this whole shooting began and he gives a terrifying terrifying account of the events in Boulder. Eyewitnesses describe how an ordinary trip to the supermarket turned into an afternoon of terror, one that left 10 dead and the city of Boulder reeling. Dean Schiller came to shop for groceries. Instead, he found this. Uh, someone's down right here. Something just happened here, guys. Look, there's people lying in the street, guys. He went in the store. Oh my God. Guys, we got people down inside King Supers. There's Holy there's a shooter! Active shooter! Get away! Uh... Yeah. So, it's hard to describe the video he's taken, but basically, he's looking around from the entrance of the supermarket and showing all of these people lying on the ground motionless. Somebody by the entrance says, the shooter's inside, and immediately, gunshots. That is terrifying. The fact that he was able to film that while in a situation like that. I mean, and not running away. He eventually did run away, thank goodness, because he needed to get out of harm's way. That is unreal. That is, I I personally, and I'm I'm working in journalism, I could not stay, for the life of me, stay there and record anything. I would be getting the heck out of there. And luckily he did, and luckily he ended up okay. But this, it's this is bad. 
And that was not the only account of what happened on Monday. Ryan Borowski came for soda and a bag of chips. First shot, I thought it was an accident. I thought somebody dropped something. Second shot, I, that question was gone. Third shot, I knew it was gunfire. Ryan tells me he saw a woman running towards him, a terrified look on her face. Then he started running too. After I was running, I definitely heard more shots. Kind of like pop, 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 pop. Again, 10 people were killed, including one local on-duty police officer. Uh, the alleged shooter, what I found very interesting, and maybe it's because I'm 21 years old myself, is that both the shooter in this case, in Boulder, and the Atlanta shooter from just a week and a half ago were 21 years old. And I know there's many differences between, you know, uh, people just being 21. That's a very outlandish statement just to compare but still, it is a little bone chilling that someone is just your age, who was born around the same time as you, took in the same amount of pop culture that's at the same time, uh, went to school the same year as you, graduated probably the same year or right next to the same year as you, is doing this. Like, before, like, the when, the, when I heard about these terrible, terrible things going on back when I was in middle school or back when I was in high school, I yeah, kept thinking, man, I, I could never put myself in that mindset. I'm, I'm just too young to think about that. That's just like, I can't even imagine that being me. And I still can't. But at the same time, it's like, that is someone who was like, I, I could have like, I could have seen at my school who could have been in my class, who I could have like done projects with and all that. And it's just like, that is just like hard to believe. But it's just, oh man, it's just, it's really, it's really heartbreaking that somebody would do this. That somebody would 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 do that, and then we talked about this a week and a half ago, and we have to keep talking about the same this thing again and again, and the one constant with all these shootings, AR-15, these weapons, an AR-15 pistol, they're they're the the common weapon of choice, and you can argue all day that hey. It's not the gun that kills people, it's the people that kill people. Okay, but this is a bad, this is a trend that's been going on, I would say, the last 10 years. All these shootings have been using this weapon. So, when the Senate met earlier this week to discuss potential gun control laws and ways to limit purchases of AR-15s, Senator Ted Cruz was not having it. And this is the explanation he gave. And every time there's a shooting, we play this ridiculous theater where this committee gets together and proposes a bunch of laws that would do nothing to stop these murders. How do we know that? Because none of these laws have passed. How many shootings have there been where we've looked at the situation and gone, this is not going to do anything? Well, let's find out. Because we have done nothing to control these these weapons. And here we are on mass shooting number 40. And we're still back at the same old, well, why were it the same? It's the same talking point for Democrats. They all just want to take us away. They're not going to do anything. Well, listen, let's try to take him away. Okay? Look at Australia. And don't give me the, well, Australia's a smaller country. Australia, ban on assault weapons. Like 30 years ago, I want to say. 
their crime rates, their homicide rates, way down. There's a John Oliver piece on it. I would check it out. It's absolutely fantastic. And it, is, it takes a detailed look. And it also, it shows the critics why these falsehoods, like, it would do nothing. Well, listen, you can say that, but you don't know that because doing nothing is what, this is doing nothing. Doing nothing does nothing. So maybe doing something will do something. That sounds like stupid logic, but the fact is, it's something to get us away from maybe people dying, like in this boulder shooting, like in the Orlando nightclub shooting years ago, like in the Las Vegas shooting from years ago as well, from the Atlanta one, from all of these. I could go on and on and on. But when Ted Cruz comes out and says, this does nothing, that is a lie. A complete lie. And he knows it. He knows it's a lie. But he can't come out and talk against it because he knows if he does, he loses all of his backing and he doesn't get reelected in a few years because he's deciding his seat is more important than people living. I know what you're thinking. Big generalization. Fair enough. You can make that argument. But I'm not a big fan of politics or politicians playing politics in a situation where people are dying. And banning AR-15s is not the end of the NRA. There are many other guns that you can hunt with, that you can arm yourself with, that can do plenty to defend yourself, and it's a hunt. So don't give me this BS of, it does nothing. I completely doubt that, first of all, and the only way to find out if it does nothing is to actually implement this. Easy solution. Next. Right, so Joe Biden had a press conference yesterday, and it was his, actually his first press conference. Uh, he had obviously had that first address to the nation on, I want to say it was last week? Yeah, last week. And now he's at his first press conference since he took the office back in January. Uh, did not go terribly well. Some may disagree and say that he just isn't a great speaker, but listen, his, some of his answers were just... Not fantastic. Uh, there was this one reporter, Cecilia Vega of ABC News, uh, who told a, an affecting story of meeting a nine-year-old uh, at the border. Because the border was the big the big story behind this uh, press conference, as well it should be. Anyway, nine-year-old boy at the border who had walked to the U.S. from Honduras. Honduras. Think about that. And said that when she called the boy's mother, the woman explained that she had sent him to the U.S. because she believed that Biden would let him into the country. This, of course, is exactly why there's been a surge at the border. Biden created an exemption in Title 42, the public health authority that Trump had used to turn back migrants during the pandemic, specifically for minors. And as you'd expect, there has been a surge. So in response to Vega, he echoed a distortion that said that Trump had dumped children into the Mexican desert. Uh, so, yeah, um, the, the, here's the thing. Uh, th this isn't really, yeah, this isn't really answering the question. And when he doesn't answer the question, he says uh, that the nine-year-old boy should be returned to his mother in Honduras, even though that's kind of what the Trump policy already said. So he was just back into a corner about all these things. And uh, not to say that his approach was terrible, but it just didn't come off terribly well. Because Biden's already behind with his with his delivery in these press conferences because he just, he isn't a charismatic 
or even a good speaker. The one thing Trump did have was even though half of what he was saying was like, you, you couldn't really believe what he, what he was saying, it was still like, he still came off like at the very end, seeming somewhat like, like a good speaker, like a fantastic entertainer at the least. And Biden just loses track. And honestly, up to this point, I was just like, okay, Biden's just, he had a, he's had a stutter for his entire life. Let's give him a break. Let's cut him some slack. Um, but Biden's, uh, Biden's starting to concern me a little bit because today it got kind of, you know, a little, a little bit worrisome. I know the right is basically talking about, well, Biden's old and he's, he's not fit for the presidency. Uh, I, I first want to mention that Donald Trump was not exactly a young gun at all. And second of all, uh, if the concerns wane more than this and maybe you have an argument there, uh, there's still is a lot left to be seen if this is really taking a toll on him mentally, but physically he's just, he, I mean, the way he's, the way he is making some of these answers, the way he's explaining himself, the way he's just losing his train of thought, like listen to this from, uh, from this press conference. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. And then he shuffles his papers and tries to gather the notes of what he was just talking about. Okay. Um, hang on. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, he sounds incredibly unprepared. All right. And listen, I'm not... I'm not somebody who's going to criticize everything Biden says, but like, listen, that, that was, that was not good. All right. That was really like, he just, he lost his train of thought mid sentence and he just went off on kind of like a, a saving tangent. Like this happens with me occasionally, occasionally, where if I'm not really interested in a conversation, I will just like, eh, yeah, we're off. And then I'll try to end the sentence with something very general. So that way it doesn't seem like I'm off topic. That's what that sounded like. But the only difference is that he just sounded like he was in more despair. That is concerning. I have never been really concerned about Biden's health for real. I always thought it was just like an, a, a, a Republican talking point. But now I'm starting to get a little worried. Like he was not looking great. He wasn't talking great. I mean, I all I'll say is that like it's the first one. So it can only go up from here. That's well, I think what we all said with Trump's first one. So, you know, what do we what, what do I know? He I will say this. He complete opposite of Trump. Complete opposite of Trump. All right. Yes, was his conference weak? Yeah, sure. But he was he was polite. He was quiet. He was slow. And Trump is the complete opposite of that. Now, whichever you prefer, that's up to you. But it's kind of ironic how we went from the guy before to this guy. It's like a complete 180, which I think is what the country really wanted. You can only take so much of Trump before you get trumped. <laughs> See what I did there? Anyway, not a great press conference, but... Only go north from here, right? That's what I say. Next! Any chance you can get gorillas uh, as your artist to play in the background, that's a chance you gotta take. Without a doubt. Our next story is involving one Joe Rogan. You may have heard of. In fact, if you have not, then you've obviously not heard many podcasts before. 
So, comedian and UFC analyst Joe Rogan is under fire after critics are accusing him of being transphobic following a discussion of of transgender people and transgender culture on his very popular Joe Rogan Experience podcast. A Spotify exclusive! It says it everywhere now. So, yeah, uh, the show that is of question is from March 19th, which featured comedian Jim Brewer. Uh, while discovering the trans... While discussing... Not discovering. While discussing the trans community with Brewer, Rogan questioned what he considers to be current mainstream attitude towards the topic of transitioning. I tried to get the audio for this, but because it's a Spotify exclusive and it's the Joe Rogan experience, you've got to say it yourself. You gotta, If you really want to, you have to listen to it. You can't grab the audio, though. You have to read the transcript. Yeah, that's right. You have to read the transcript. That's what the people at Spotify sound like, by the way, in case you're wondering. All right. So this is what Joe Rogan said. You can quote, It's not fake. There are people who really have these thoughts... The problem is, it becomes a protected subject. He's talking about transitioning, by the way. And then you get praised for transferring your gender, changing your gender. And then it gets exciting for people to talk about. And then you get chastised for even discussing it in any weird way. He also complained about how he feels the transgender identity is being used by some for unconditional praise from their peers. So he says, then people who are marginalized for being like generally dumb people if they transfer over and become another gender then they get praised the host continued there are a lot of people who are idiots but then they become trans and now all of a sudden we think they're amazing uh yeah uh mm, mm. okay so here's the deal now he's got a lot of hate for this and i think he knows that this kind of opinion he he, he he's hosting the biggest podcast in the world let's be fair he knows about like the negativity that's going to come from this uh i i don't really i I think what he's talking about what rogan is talking about here might be true but in a very very small sense i i i don't really am i and listen i don't have a lot of friends or a lot of acquaintances that i know who are transgender so i can't really speak too much on this topic but from what i have heard or seen that this is not really something i have come across where someone who is a, a bad person becomes transgender and everybody loves them like that 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 seems kind of honestly i hate to say this because he's like a really big deal but that's doesn't seem like that seems kind of weak as an argument you know uh the whole point of equality within gender within uh within sexuality within all all those things is that it really doesn't matter if you are what you want to be that's good that it shouldn't really matter if you're this or that it doesn't shouldn't give you an advantage it shouldn't give you a disadvantage it shouldn't give you more or less pride more pride or more prejudice than another person so the implication that somebody who is transgender gets they they can't be criticized because they are transgender well, I, I I see what he's trying to say. I don't I, I I don't buy that necessarily. For the most part, maybe it happens in like small in- instances. Uh, but I just I don't know. It just doesn't seem like something like the the person who is who is transitioning. First of all, I don't think would really want that. They would want to be treated the way they would like to be treated, and they just want to be accepted for who they are. They don't need spe- special treatment, just like how they don't you know. They don't want to be treated worse or better than anybody else because they just want to be the best person they can be. That's, to me, that's the idea of equality. 
Now, I could be wrong on this. I could. Maybe Rogan is right. But I just, I don't, I really, mm, not, I don't think so. And, I, man, I mean, he must really believe this if he's going in this political climate saying this. Now, luckily, because Rogan is too big to fail, or, huh, let's hold the tab on that, maybe not. Uh, he's getting a lot of pressure from Spotify to stop talking about this. But he's not going to stop talking about this because he's Joe Rogan and he doesn't give a flying crap. He will say what he wants because he knows a lot of people want to listen to him. So with that being said, I say to people who criticize him, keep criticizing him. But I also say to those people, he's Joe Rogan. I don't think what you say is going to really change much because he's very, very strongly opinionated. Now, great interviewer, great Great podcast host. I mean, it's very hard to keep people entertained for three, four hours on end. He does it. He finds a way with all the people he has on it. Every single one. Some more than others. The Alex Jones episode is just, and I don't like Alex Jones, but oh my gosh, is that episode something. He brought out the best and the worst out of that guy. But at the same time, he knew what he was getting into when he said this. And uh, yeah, the result is this, you know, the backlash. Now, the what Spotify has to do here is decide... How much of this do we really want to take? Is this something we really want to defend him on? Or will we ask him to tone it down? I'm very curious to see how Spotify treats this. And I think when we have a show next week, maybe not on Monday because we have the weekend coming up, but a week from now, maybe a week and a half from now, we'll find out if Spotify decides to let him say this and deal with the backlash, or if they will give him some kind of you know punishment, which wouldn't be unheard of. It would be a little surprising, but we'll have to see where Spotify stands on this, because it is a Spotify exclusive. Well, anyway, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, a new segment, a fun segment that you are here for the first time. It's called Face to Face. We're going to take a bunch of fun, interesting news stories, just like very crazy ones that didn't make the cut for the first three, and we're going to throw them at you. Bang, 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 boom. Back to back to back to back to back. 60 seconds for each story, rapid fire, me and Shane Peterson, the expert, the man in this business who I think is honestly better than me when it comes to some of these stories, but I never said that because I have high self-confidence, yeah! But anyway, what I was saying is stay tuned because that's coming up right after this. Oh, hey there. Well, I'm on the treadmill right now, and I'll tell you what, I am here at Columbia City Fitness, and I am enjoying it. You might be wondering, why are you enjoying going to the gym? It's the gym. But, well, I'm telling you, I'm at Columbia City Fitness, the best gym of gyms, and if you're in the Seattle area, the city of Seattle, you've got to check this place out. They've got all the stuff you need, all the dumbbells, all the treadmills, the bikes, you name it, anything you need Fitness-wise, they've got it here, and they've also got a great atmosphere. And, of course, I'm here at the Columbia City Fitness location, but if you want to go to a Columbia City Fitness that is not in Columbia City, I know, mind blown, right? You can actually go up to Capitol Hill and get go to the one off of South Jackson Street. It is a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm telling you what, the people who run this place, like, look over there. Yeah, there's Bull Stewart. Bull Stewart, a great guy. I would go talk to him right now, but he's busy lifting. My God, that guy lifts a lot. Oh, how many? Whoa, a thousand pounds? He is lifting a thousand pounds. Does anybody else see this? No, they've seen this before because the man is literally a brick wall. He does everything like with great strength, 
Keep going, Bull. My gosh, and he owns the place. And he does a great job. Great people. And uh, I highly recommend you check it out if you are in this great city of Seattle. For more information about Columbia City Fitness, you should check them out online at ColumbiaCityFitness.com. Again, that is ColumbiaCityFitness.com. Or check them out at their two locations, one in Capitol Hill and one right here at Columbia City Fitness. Now, I'm starting to get tired, so I'm going to stop talking now and go back to my workout. Some 70s prog rock that nobody else knows. Right, Shay? Nobody else. Nope. Have you heard this song before? No, I haven't. Who is this? This is Van de Graaff Generator with the song Killer. Van de, 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 de Graaff? Van de Graaff Generator. Okay. Yeah. You, they caught on with that name, you know. I mean, that's a, that's a hard one to pronounce, but I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. It's a killer song, I'll tell you that. Really good song. Welcome back, Tarkin. Sorry, show everyone. Hey, uh, we got Shane Peterson here. I don't think I've mentioned your socials before, but anyway, listener, listeners, if you want to follow me, it's as I mentioned, Tarik on Instagram, Tarik on Twitter without the dot. And for Shane, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Shane Dog Six, all lowercase. It'd be a good idea to follow him because he's got a. He's got one heck of uh, a view on things, and it's not one of those, oh, my God, weird grandpa vibes. It's like awesome Phil Collins hipster vibes. That's the best kind of hipster, by the way. Oh, well, thank you, Tark. Absolutely. And, uh, well, without any further ado, let's get to our new segment that we here at the show like to call Face to Face. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> As you can tell, we are people who've worked in the music radio industry before this. Yep, definitely. That's right. We cued that just, I literally said face-to-face, like, three words over the course of ten seconds just so that it would go right. And that, I think it worked out. Yeah. That, that, that's called talent, Tark. That's called, you know, really egging on the audience. That's right. One Another, say. Egging on's one way of saying it. Uh, anyway, so we got five stories here, and you have five minutes. One minute each to, you know, both of us do, actually, to basically do commentary on the stories. Okay. So... These are stories that didn't make the first three, but they're still really interesting. So we, we got we to gotta talk about them. Hit them. So without any further ado, number one, Rutgers is going to require a COVID-19 vaccine for students this fall. Is this something that you'd like to see for all schools in the United States of America? Uh, I think it should be up to the states and which states these universities are in to make the decisions. I believe in states' rights over federal rights and then, you know, the federal government telling us what to do. So, Sound I mean, like if, a frontiersman. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, this whole entire vaccine, it's all sketchy. But you know what? If some universities have the right to say you can't come to school unless if you're vaccinated like all the other vaccines that they have to get, right. then I, I dis- don't know. Yeah, I disagree. I think... Um, when when you're looking at uh, states, that's one thing, but colleges are in, individually in their own realm, I feel like. They're their own little state in a way because they're so – their thing, you know? Like, Yeah, but also the thing is is that some of these schools are still federally – or they're, some of them are f- uh, funded federally, but some true. of them are also funded at the state level. So if that's, they're getting okay. some of their money from the state level, they got to kind of abide by what the states do, right? Still, yeah. That's going to – displace a lot of students though that's the one thing i I see a lot of people who don't want to take the vaccine so yeah i agree with you there yeah i uh the verdict is eh? well uh uh-oh well you know what it means breakfast no i'm kidding (laughs) the end of the first (laughs) what do you think of that ringer town huh that was that was great (laughs) all right (laughs) number two britney spears has requested that her dad be permanently removed from conserve conservatorship uh i think we're both going to agree on this one 
Hell yes. Yeah, like my girl said back in the early 2000 YouTube's day, um, let Britney be. <laughs> oh my God. Leave her alone. I can't believe we referenced that. <laughs> Dude, that's an old reference. I'm that proud of myself that I actually old, remember that. That is pre-economic crash world. <laughs> that's like YouTube circa like 2007. That's like, oh my gosh, that's like pre-duck like duck song old. That's like uh, Chocolate Rain old. That's old. Yeah, it's very old. <laughs> it's real old. Very old. But we're, we're lingering on here. But like Britney Spears, though, I mean, listen, I used to have a very negative feeling about her, but now from what I've heard about her father and the control, this is like Britney Spears needs to be given another chance, and that chance is not given with her father in in the position that he's in. Yeah, I mean, whether she's got problems or not, she's an adult, and she yes. should be able to control her own destiny. So exactly. And she's I been think, through so much. Don't make it hard for her. You know? Exactly. She's been, I mean, I, 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 we like a lot of people in the media have talked about this. We haven't looked at it through the same light. Oh, wow. Is my, is my time up? Your time is up, but you can finish Aww. your thought. Uh, this bringer made me lose my thought. Go to the uh, next one. All story. right, we're moving on. So, the Twitter CEO, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, is bu- was busted during a congressional hearing for tweeting. <laughs> Oh, I mean... Is this... So, is this... <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, it's kind of on the nose. Is this, like... Should he be considered a bad person for this? Or is this just too hilarious to, like, condemn him for? I don't know. I mean, how many other people were on their phones during this whole entire thing? Is he just, True. like, the one that singled out He's because he sent out company. a tweet? I mean, it's a little bit strange. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The guy's the guy's a weird dude anyways. I The, the whole tech industry and a lot of that stuff going on, I get bad vibes. All yeah, bad vibes good, around. Good point. But I didn't... Even when Mark Zuckerberg was on the stand... Like, he wasn't out there like, you know, hold on, I can't answer that question until I update my status. Mm-hmm. I would love that because that'd be great. It's like, currently talking to Diane Feinstein, uh, which is a great status to be in. Um, but, you know, that's just, I, I found that so, like, hilarious. That's like the CEO of Snapchat, like, hold on, I need my streaks. Yeah, you got to keep the streaks <laughs> alive. There's like the guy walking up, the, uh, the founder of Shazam. What song is that? I need to Shazam that before we continue this. Yeah, I mean, I could, you know, I could actually see that. Yeah, I could see it too. I don't know. It's definitely inappropriate, but you know, who will? It's just funny. All right, so two more here. This is the fourth one. Oregon health officials are monitoring four people in the state. Doesn't say where. For Ebola, four people recently returned from Guinea and the Democratic Republic of the Congo. The Oregon Health Authority said there is low risk for these people, and these and the many of Oregon. Do you agree with them? Yeah, I mean, if they're obviously if they've been seen and accounted for that they might have this possible thing and they're putting them aside and giving them some quarantine. I mean, if it's only four people and we can, you know, focus on that small nucleus, then there's going to be better results anyway, right? I'd like to think so, but I remember when these headlines were coming out in January. Oh, or February. Oh, look, there's four people with coronavirus, but don't worry, they're quarantining. It's just only a cruise ship. Like, yeah. listen, the general the general consensus is that don't be don't be paranoid. But the last year has taught me be paranoid. So yeah, you know, and with us being in Washington right now, Oregon's somewhat close. A little concern there, especially the way this last year has gone. If you can get my drift. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, if, if we get hit with Ebola after yeah. the coronavirus pandemic, <laughs> then I'm just Woo! moving out to the woods. I'm quitting radio. I'm moving out to the woods. That's right. what's happening. You already, you already, already look kind of like a woodsman. I feel like you already chopped down a tree. And yeah, probably good. Probably good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get some extra lumber for like the campfire. Anyway, last one. Number five. Buffalo radio host was fired for a for a comment he made uh, about women's skin color. Uh, let me read the comment to you. Uh, we have blank, we have our toaster settings. This is what he said, by the way. Uh, the attractiveness of woman that I find to be attractive. So I will never go to a Serena Williams level. 
uh, but I'm very comfortable at a Halle Berry level. I need a little bit of Mulatto still coming through. Is Are those fireable grounds? Uh, definitely inappropriate. I wouldn't say fireable grounds. Really? I mean, you don't I mean, think so? No, I mean, we can look at it. It's, the thing is, it's drastically inappropriate. Yes. Definitely you shouldn't talk about that on the radio, especially, like, depending on your demographic and who you're talking to. Like, if you're on, like, a rock station where it's just a bunch of dudes and you're like, I like my women this way, it's going to be more acceptable. But if, like, whatever you're on, like, you shouldn't be saying stuff like that. And also, shout out uh, 103.3 The Edge, Buffalo yeah. Radio. There you go. There you go. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Edge, this is over the edge. I, I, I'm I, sorry. I know it's a very sensitive time. I might be following the standard. I fire something. I, I fire for that. That's. There's no reason to bring that up. It's Buffalo Sports Radio. You can talk about the Bills. You know the team that made the AFC Championship last year? Better than, you know, well, a skin color. It's like a toaster. That's, I imagine, what they sound like, by the way. Yeah, that's law. You are right. It's locker room talking. It shouldn't be on the radio. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially now. It barely ha- it has no place before, but now it's just like it's fireable offenses, I feel like. We, we should have known yeah. ever since, you know, everything got canceled. That's, yeah. if I mean, literally, if if Joe Rogan, as we mentioned earlier, is can- it's can- it's cancelable for his borderline transphobic comments, which are just more opinions, then that's very, you know. Well, he's not getting canceled anytime soon, so. That's, well, that's what I'm saying, because he's Joe Rogan. Whereas yeah. Buffalo guy, what's his name? Um, Buffalo Bill. That's his name. That's his actual, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> his name is Rob. <laughs> his name, you're making me laugh when I talk about this terrible man. This uh, His name is Rob Letterman, a host of the Morning Bull Show. That's right, the Morning Bull Show. USA Today is calling it a racist exchange. I would say it is a borderline racist exchange that is just extremely in bad taste. I think you'd agree. it's in bad taste. I don't. I wouldn't go as far as to be like this guy's a racist. He's just talking about what he finds attractive. Uh-uh. And is it? It's it's inappropriate. Yeah, but I. I mean, here's the thing. He's probably going to get fired, and he'll have to carry that for the rest of his oh. career. So he's he's going to be paying I, the consequences anyway. So. I would be shocked. He will probably land on some like far right, like the Daily Beast sports or something like that. I don't know, but. Uh, should, shouldn't have done that, you know? Yeah, you shouldn't have. Yeah, well, that's face-to-face for today. Uh, Shane, uh, you want to stick around? One more segment, maybe? Yeah, I'll stick around. I got time. Oh, awesome. I'm going to take my time. It's a Depeche Mode song. Anyway, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, we're going to get into uh, Major League Baseball. Fans are back in the stands for, it seems like, every single team. What's the difference this year between all other years with COVID going on? We'll tell you right after this. Hey, man, you mind if I sit next to you? Oh, yeah, go ahead. What's your name? I'm Shane, man. What's your name? Oh, that's uh, Tarek. <laughs> oh, Tarek. Tarek, that's a, that's a really sweet flannel that you have on. Oh, thank where you. you. Where did you get that at? Oh, I'll tell you where I got it. I got it uh, online, you know. Right. Online shopping's big these days. Uh, Ebbetsfield Flannels. Ebbetsfield Flannels. Nice. Like, are they local? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you're on the, obviously, on light rail right now. So the next stop is Capitol Hill Station, uh, which is coming up in a few minutes. They actually are right, like, they have a, a location right next to that station. Oh no! Wait, what's what's the address? Uh, so you can uh, let's see. Let me look it up in my uh, phone. Uh, here it is. So it's located at Throwbacks Northwest, which is fifteen oh seven Eleventh Avenue. So yeah, just a couple of minutes from the light rail station in Capitol Hill. Oh yeah. Are you getting off at of Capitol? Uh, I, I yeah, I usually do. I'm gonna go get some Dick's cheeseburgers. They're right there as well, man. Heck yeah, that's only a few blocks away from there. I'm going to Dick's too. Oh. But I always get the ha- I always get the hamburger plain though. Oh, what's wrong with you, man? I don't hey, even know. Hey, man, I, I got style. Year. I got to keep it up. I got only half a I, I liked your flannel until you just opened your oh, mouth. But, oh, but hold on. But hold on. So, I also, I do, I do have to ask. 
Do they have anything else besides flannels? They got anything else cool? Like any like sports oh, yeah. gear or anything? Oh my gosh. Like the online shop has like besides flannels, has just jackets. It has uh it has NFL flannel now nfl jerseys like from the 60s those are i mean they're long sleeve like the old ones are those are hella sick and then hats soccer jerseys they've got like these these old groundskeepers like jackets from like the 30s and 40s that they used to wear back in the day i didn't even heard of those before i walked in they're just a really cool place man what's the name of this place again ebbsville flannels uh actually here let me give you the website in case you don't find anything at the location it's uh ebbets.com yeah ebbets.com yeah it's pretty easy and it's just Great stuff. You feel like you're like one of those old like baseball guys. Yeah. Oh, here comes the station right now. Oh, all right. Well, hey man, sweet flannel. Nice meeting you, Tarek. Uh, maybe I'll catch you at Dick's. Dog. Thank you. Uh, Shane? Uh, no, it's Douglas actually. Oh, it's Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, man. No Talk problem. to you later. <laughs> Gotta love some vintage Tam Impala. First album called Inner Speaker. That is, uh, as he's saying, Why Don't You Make Up Your Mind? Oh. Love that song. I love Tam Impala. I almost okay. got to see them, but then. Same here? Thanks, COVID. Yeah, well, we're gonna see them in Seattle, I'm assuming, right? I was gonna see them at the Gorge. Oh, the Gorge Amphitheater. They're, actually, they rescheduled it for um, the October this year. You trying to go? I, if I'm here, I'll go. If I'm in San Francisco, which might happen, who knows? I'll wa- I'm gonna see him at the the Chase Center, home of the Warriors. Oh, psh. yeah. I was actually gonna go like two weeks before, two weeks after COVID hit, then I canceled it. I was gonna see him in April of last year. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, <sighs> unfortunate. I was gonna try to put a Tim and Paula joke in there, but I couldn't think of it fast enough. You know, the less I know, the better, I guess. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Jesus, ooh, that did not make Jesus sense. Christ. <laughs> it made sense to me. Yeah. That, anyway, we're getting to my last story here, and if you're a baseball fan, you're gonna like this one. So we gotta get some uh, super, super cool music going here. Gotta get our pumped up kicks going. Ah, the song about school shooting. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I play it for the mood, not for the lyrics. Okay. It's a good song. Just, I mean, it wasn't intentionally. Okay, fine. I'm not gonna get an argument. It's a good song you listen to. The lyrics are what they are. It's a big, big hit back in the day, though. Oh, a huge hit. Huge hit. Uh, speaking of a big hit, play ball! <laughs> You're going to punch me before we end this segment. Uh, so Major League Baseball, uh, coming back. Opening day, I believe, is uh, Thursday, April 1st. So we're getting very, very close. April 1st? April 1st. So April Fool's Day. April- <laughs> so, right, they're not going to play baseball. They're going to play, like, yeah, hockey. They're, yeah, they're just gonna, oh, everybody's yeah. going to be lined up at the gates to go to the ballpark, and everybody's going to be like, just kidding! Just kidding! <laughs> it's actually the Rocky Horror Picture Show! <laughs> that uh, would be something. <laughs> that would be wild. You just yeah. show up to the ballpark, you see a bunch of people in drag, yeah. a bunch of dudes in makeup. Would not like, mind seeing Mike Trout in drag, not going to lie. He that could, would be he's a, good at everything. So. I, you know what? That would be that would be a sight to see. It would be funny to see if we had a couple pro athletes decide to do a drag show. I would buy a ticket to that. I don't think it'd be a drag at all. Ah, uh, again. <laughs> I'm just you got pissing you, you off. You got about two more. <laughs> We'd like to thank Shane for his final appearance on the Tarkin Sorry Show. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the story that does not have any terrible puns in it. 
with opening day approaching, Major League teams are preparing for the return of fans to the ballpark at limited capacity. So now, at each ballpark in America, there is a certain, depending on the states, as you mentioned earlier, states uh, have uh, power over COVID regulations. Each ballpark has a certain percentage of fans they let into the stadium. For example, the St. Louis Cardinals, 32%. The Oakland Athletics, to start the season, 25%, as well as the Giants of San Francisco. The Texas Rangers, 100%. Um... Hmm. Uh, for opening day, and then for the series after that, it's just like, like thirty percent, which makes no sense. To, yeah, exactly. I Wait, know. so they're opening opening day. They're going a hundo percent. Then they're bumping it back to thirty. Yeah, because apparently they're giving COVID the day off. COVID's gonna be in Cabo that day. I'm oh, sorry, that's Ted yeah. Cruz. Apparently, COVID's not a baseball fan. Yeah, I. Well, not for opening day, but apparently it's a fan of the rest of the season. Maybe the COVID doesn't like ticket prices for opening day. Yeah. I don't, like, that makes no sense to me. No other team is doing that, by the way. Uh, I, I, as I read this list of teams and what they're planning to do, it's 20%, 25%, 25%, 20 uh, So about a quarter of the stadium, maybe in some cases a third, or if you're the Rangers, 100%, which, by the way, it's the best thing will happen to the Rangers all year. Fifth place is going great for them. Uh <laughs> Little prediction for later this year. Little prediction. Little prediction. So I have a quick question. So what are what are the uh, the hometown Seattle Mariners at? Are they at twenty five percent with the phase three opening orders from Governor Inslee? So they it doesn't say the capacity, but it says nine thousand, and I think T Mobile Park can host up to I want to say forty five thousand ish. So this is about a twenty percent. Yeah, that's pretty close. Which adds up. Makes sense. Um, trying to buy tickets for that for a Mariners Giants game this uh, this morning. Actually, or sorry, yesterday morning, yesterday Thursday morning, and uh, it's like you know, get there at 10 a.m. That way you can buy tickets before everyone else. I get there at 10 a.m. You have to sign in. Ticketmaster, always oh, the greatest of places. Sign in. All right, I'm in 10:02. 100 people are in front of you. Oh, great. But I only wait like five minutes. I'm like, okay, here we go. Tickets for my first baseball game in two years, and I get in, and it's sold out. That's such a at bummer. 10:02 a.m. Two minutes, 120 seconds. Literally, I started this story more than 120 seconds ago. Well, I know that the Seattle Mariners were doing an advertisement through our station, Tarek, where they were talking about if you signed up for one of their mailing lists, you were automatically put on a list to get pre-sale tickets before regular tickets being sold. So So I think that they probably sold out and maxed out the amount of their pre-sale tickets that they got with people signing up for their newsletter and signing up for everything. Yeah, I mean, it must have been the case. That's the only way I can see it. But let's let's shift subjects here to uh, not just like the capacity. As far as... Us baseball fans, because we're both baseball fans to some degree. Yeah. Uh, with with all this going on, apparently like limited concessions, like contact in most cases, like cashless transactions, uh, social distance pods. You have to wear a mask when you're not eating at the stadium. Kind of like going to a movie theater nowadays. Uh, you know, just like less fans, a lot less you can do. You can't watch batting practice. Would you still pay even a little bit more money to watch a baseball game? Uh, at this point. Um I wouldn't mind paying a little bit extra. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, pay. I wouldn't pay a hundred dollars to go to a baseball game. Right. But you know, if I, you know, the nosebleeds that you can get for really sweet deals for ten, twenty, thirty dollars a ticket, like I'd pay up to fifty or sixty bucks for a ticket. Really? I would. Yeah. No. Honestly, like especially if the Giants were playing, go see my G-men play. I've never been to AT and T or not AT and T, T-Mobile. Gosh, oh. The other cell phone carrier that owns the major <laughs> the league. Others, they're all cell phone carriers. Yeah. It's Welcome to Sprint Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> well, is, there's a, is there a Verizon Center now? There's uh, gotta there's be. There's gotta be. I mean, there's no way there isn't. But anyways, I would still love to go to T-Mobile Park and experience because it's supposed to be one of the nicest ballparks in the major oh, league. I've been there. I went to um, 
I went back when it was called Safeco Field, and I told everybody that walked by me, we're feeling safe at Safeco Field, and I got punched in the nuts. Uh, but anyway, I watched the Yankees and the uh, Mariners play there. Beautiful ballpark. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And it's just, just skyline of Seattle. It was right around sunset. It was like a 5 o'clock game, so the sun was setting during the game. Absolutely gorgeous July day, and it's a great place to watch a game. And if it's too cold outside, got the retractable roof. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of listeners who are listening um, right now are in Northern California, and they have Oakland and San Francisco, two beautiful ballparks. <clears throat> well, you know what? Um, you know, actually, funny thing you should bring up us both being from the beautiful city of Sacramento. <clears throat> uh, oh, what was that? Nothing. Little shade, huh? Yeah, a little. Yeah, so beautiful there. Because there's no shade there. Uh, no. But uh, I, one thing that I'm actually really excited to go see, like I would love to go see a major league game. But one thing that I'm actually trying to get into is the AAA ballpark scene yes. that they got uh, out here in Tacoma. The Tacoma yes. Rainiers, they have a really cool stadium oh i've been there they, many times they have a and there's a high school that backs up right to the stadium yep. and you can go stand on top of the hill and just see the game for free so i would love to go get some lawn chairs watch a little bit of baseball not have to pay a dime maybe bring a cooler some snacks i've been on the hill that is a nice view yeah that's a nice like you know that one scene from the like angels in the outfield have you seen that movie yeah where they're like you know they're looking for me outside of the angels game which by the way is actually the oakland coliseum funny enough hmm. uh that, that kind of like aesthetic of not having to pay for a game that's it. That's good stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I cannot wait until um, I can actually buy tickets without being out pre-sold by others. But yeah, go to that Rainier's ballpark. Um, River Cats obviously have a beautiful Rayleigh Field. Las Vegas has a really nice one, too. Uh, a lot of really nice AAA ballparks. Strangely enough, right? It's kind of weird. You know, triple, it, I, I, growing up, I always felt like AAA was like, that was like basically like basic. It was basically pro baseball for me. It felt like it. It felt like yeah. it when you went there, especially you know Rayleigh's Field with the River Cats. Everything was so oh, like it, it's it a beautiful. It's a beautiful place. It packs. It you know it sells out a lot. There's been a lot of great players that have come through. Whether they're on like Shane Peterson. Or, yeah, Shane Peterson <laughs> shouts out, dude. S O N, not S E N. That's how we you know we're not related. That's right. But yeah, no, it's. AAA is a weird thing, and I always love watching this, the, the progression of the farm system. That's the thing that I like most. Like baseball is cool to me. I like baseball, but I love watching that actual, just like seeing these, some of these players. You know, some of these kids. Some of them are fresh out of high school, they're, and they're yeah. and they're going out. They're not there, even that. Some of them are like 16, 17. and they're just dropping bombs on people, yeah. bro. And they don't even look like their age. You see these eighteen-year-olds out there, like they look like bigger than like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's crazy. And then you get really confused when they walk around going, I'll be Bach, and then they get get a walk. It's crazy. You think they are Arnold. Okay, that's never happened. But still, they're built. You got one left. <laughs> got, one, got one left. Almost there. <laughs> Luckily, the show's about to end, so I won't get beat up tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And if I was, it'd be the first time on live radio that somebody be, been beaten up, right? What has that before? I think somebody's probably gotten, you know, got it handed to them when they were live on air. I can imagine, you know, some... Uh, oh, got to be Jim Everett, Jim Rowe. Something like that, man. <laughs> oh, fun times. Well, anyway, Shane, thanks so much for coming on. Two segments and a, and a little ad. I know that wasn't real, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, our sweet improvised uh, light <laughs> Improvised? Rail. Yeah, okay, it was. Hey, it was an improv game. We should let them know that so they could appreciate it, how great it is. Yes, that's right. It's probably one We're all about transparency here, unlike the White House. Wait, wait what? Whoa. Oh, who whoa. said that? Oh, little hint of what I said earlier about Biden's press conference. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not too political. JK. Uh, but hey, a lot of fun. And uh, hey, next week, you know? Yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. Have a great weekend, though. And I um, hope eventually we can get tickets to the game of game out there and watch the Mariners Giants play. Yeah. Hey, hopefully we can go see it together, partner. Would not mind, sir. 
All right. You have a good evening, dude. You too. And ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a great evening, unless you're listening to this in the morning, in which case the evening's kind of far away. So, well, it's up to you. But thank you for listening again to the Tarkin Sorry Show. We'll be back with you on Monday with more awesome gooeyness. Later, everyone.